You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hey, it's Tom. And before we start this episode, we have a premiere. California Stateside, it's their first single called All on Red. Um, it's part of a five-song debut EP that's coming out on July 21st. It's a split release between New Morality Zine and Extinction Burst Records. Uh, the record is called It's What We Do. You can order the 12-inch vinyl now with each label offering limited alternative covers and vinyl colors. Again, the band is called Stateside, and the song is called All on Red.
Welcome to Axe to Grind. <laughs> Whoa, the hardcore podcast. <laughs> I'm Patrick. I'm Bob. And that's Tom, and that's my bagel. Yeah, go get oh, that bagel. I, I knew that door ring. Um, <laughs> I, I was about to traffic. I was about to praise us for how like pro key we were, like uh, in setup. A lot of times we come on, we chit chat, we ramble about, we you know kind of. Today we were like uh, a solid. Everybody's on the line. Two, three minutes. Boom, right into it. So uh, well oiled machine. Of, yeah, proud of ourselves here, guys. In that spirit, let's get right to our sponsors. Thank you to all of them. Uh, it is a blessing, not a curse in any way, to be supported by people who are of and in the world of music that we also find ourselves of and in. Uh, thank you, sincerely, to Convulse Records. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, sincerely, to To Live a Lie. Big facts, yeah. Thank you sincerely to Closed Casket Activities. There is no doubt. Thank you sincerely to Run for Cover Records. It is certain. Patrick, let's start at Run for Cover Records, runforcoverrecords.com. Today we are talking about a record by the band Temple of Angels. This is their debut full-length, Endless Pursuit. Um, this is a band who I would say is of the world, but not sonically in the world now per se um it's kind of in that like yo we we look feel real old when we start saying like shit like classical indie but that's kind of where this puts me uh they the the term dream pop is used here and i think that's fine i think that works really well that maybe hones it in a bit but this is the kind of thing that was the like, oh, this is a pleasant song I heard on WSOU in 1999 that for 17-year-old me was like, oh, this is neat. This is cool. I, I want to jump off something. I can't jump off something, like this, but but this is cool. Uh, and now find myself interested in and, and enjoy quite a bit. So um, what I've heard of this record so far, I'm pretty amped on. Um, and Tom actually pointed out, this is kind of cool, that they're going to be playing this year's Sound and Fury, which I realize we haven't talked about very much at all. Super diverse lineup, really cool, very modern, love it. But this is one of the bands I would be trying to see for sure. So uh, make it your beeswax to be five minutes early for the Temple of Angels set uh, and pre-order this LP. I think is it pre-order? It might even just be straight order at this point. I think might, I've got might mine be order coming. At this point. Yeah, I think it's so. Uh, order the Endless Pursuit LP on RunForCoverRecords.com. Boom. Mm. I'm going to swing it over. Tom, you're going to take lead on this. Closedcasketactivities.com. Uh, what, what, what are we talking about from our, our friends in the uh, 518? They never stop working. They're always, they always have something new. Um, I feel like on a weekly basis, they have another record out. It's pretty amazing. This week, we're going to talk about our buddies in End. Shout out to mm. Will, Fer- Will Putney and uh, Jay Pepito. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, two wonderful dudes, um, and Greg oh. Thomas is in this too. Hell yeah! Um, they're putting they are putting out a live record that is released uh, will be released at the end of July. The record is called Bastard Reflection. It was recorded at Buffalo R- Riverworks on December twelfth, twenty twenty one. I think that was one of those like uh, every time I die Christmas shows. Do I remember correctly? Um, engineered mm-hmm. by another buddy of ours, Len Carmichael. 
shout out New Jersey, and mixed and mastered by Will himself, Will Putney. Um, limited to 500 copies on silver and clear with splatter vinyl, eight songs. You know who is. It's the fucking heaviest band in, in the world. Um, it's a super group. Um, and yeah, I mean, if it, the difference between them on record and, dif- and them live is it's pretty stark. So yeah, if you want, if you want to hear them in, in their in their most like in their real the real environment this is the way to go and i i mean i i am generally somewhat interested in live records uh but even if you're someone who's hit or miss on it a band with the sound like end where it's definitely heavy and hard um yo throw it in the live you know the live version of it uh, gonna come off a little more raw a little more ripping and uh that might scratch an itch that you didn't know you had. So, uh, yeah, I second that that notion, Tom. Definitely uh, people should check out the end. Bastard Reflection 12-inch. Um, uh, I believe this is a pre-order shipping at the end of July. So that's coming up. Go, go get this. Closedcasketactivities.com. Guys, how you doing? How you feeling? You know, you know the deal. million bucks. Look, Tom. Patty positive. It's a whole new thing. Uh, Tom, I, on a I, scale, I on say, a money scale, what do you? How much do you feel? Patty's like at a million, <laughs> like seven dot fifty. You know, yeah. <laughs> you know what? You, you can get on the bus with that. That's fine. Yeah, oh, and then yeah. buy myself like a half a coffee. Yeah, you're good. Uh, all my bandmates uh, just went in a hot tub at this uh, Airbnb, except for me, and they in Oslo. See- yeah, and yeah, in Oslo, and uh, they all seem to have gone to Vietnam because they're all, they mm. are all acting very, very like the hot tub really took it out of them. Sometimes it, sometimes it do. <laughs> How you doing, Bob? I'm good. I'm good. I am uh, just finished up uh, afternoon uh, basketball sessions up in Ocean, not Ocean Grove, but Ocean, and oh, uh, right. I get Checking I get out a new Webinyana. Yeah, I know. I yeah. Oh man. Well, no. Yeah, yeah. Young, young East. Um, now, uh, fun, fun times. I've I've gotten a tour of many Greek Orthodox church basketball courts. They mm. got some nice courts, man. I gotta yeah. tell you, like, there's some some of these churches got got like uh, second floors with like seating for parents up there, like real nice I, like hardwood. Like, oh my god. Well, yeah, I mean, day. I gotta. I'm not gonna put this municipality on blast but we were in a town um north of spring lake south of avon uh very big one very big town that's well known uh and they have a little court for the town like part of the rec recreation department there's dead spots tom i haven't been on a court with dead spots in a long time come on yeah that's not come on like i'm stepping on it i'm like the ball the ball doesn't bounce right Pat, do you know what a dead spot is? I do. So, so it's and for those who are not sporty, um, a basketball court almost always would. Even though, despite the fact, Tom, this is a fun one. We also go to an indoor gym that has an outdoor court inside. So it's I don't like mind pavement. That. It was. It's cool. You don't want to fall, but it's cool. Um, no, it's like rubbery, like rubber. No, no, that no, we go to like one that's like concrete. that. It's actually like concrete. It's really odd. Um, but the municipal court that has the wood, you'll be dribbling, and then the ball would basically—it feels like you just 
dribbled a deflated ball. Like, just doesn't come back up. You can feel it when you step on it. Uh, very, very odd, very odd feeling that used to, I used to, you know, old schools used to have dead spots yeah. and this and that, but they've just, they, they've kind of moved through that. Um, so I'm good. Not, I'm ex- not in Schmelchmar, but, yes, uh, correct. Thank you very much. Um, I am very excited to talk, uh, talk some hardcore with you guys today before we get into the meat of today's conversation, which I'm excited about. Um, Patrick, you love Latvia. Is that correct? I was in Lithuania. You were in Lithuania. Oh, you just love LA. Is that right? I do love LA. That's true. Okay. <laughs> so, so behind the scenes, pulling the curtain, Patrick always comes up with this might shock you guys. Our names in our recording are uh, my government, pa- Tom's government, and Patrick always has a, like a little witty, silly name. Like, I'd say a solid 85% of the time. And today's was I love LA. And I was a little confused because I was like, wait, is it cutting off? Maybe it's I love Latvia. So you were in Lithuania. I'm sorry. I was in uh, Lithuania. Major I, apologies my, to I, Estonia too. So, my, I, I was in Helsinki for a few hours. Uh, I got out, checked okay. it out. Uh, I talked about this with Eric already, but uh, maybe you guys could give me some thoughts. I walked around to Helsinki uh, listening to uh, uh, Peace and Security uh, from Death Threat. Mm, and of course reflected on am i the only person doing that in helsinki and then i thought like at that moment yeah at that moment and then thought maybe not <laughs> maybe not it's a big enough city there might there might be somebody else in downtown listening to death threat also my revelation uh and bob you might have touched on this mm. uh death threat uh, Connecticut death threat. Uh, where's the other death threat from? <laughs> Fucking Nashville? Tennessee. Tennessee. Memphis. Memphis. Memphis thank you. Uh, I'm not one s- word death threat, two word death threat. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm not suggesting. I'm not saying that they sound alike, but what I'm saying is if I think Connecticut, what, two word death threat vocals could be easily ap- applied to a crustier sound. That's that's my. Oh belief. yeah, no. <laughs> like yo, so you give him that funny echoey hollowed out production, yep. and throw a crust track underneath your your aces. It's done. It's not even hard. Riffs, if the riffs were a little like the, the the guitar tones were a little filthier. Yes. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Those maybe. Like it sounds like it could be a fucking discharge band. I wonder if there's a certain sound engineer producer uh recording guy overall extraordinaire in the san fernando valley area who'd be willing on to take <laughs> on that challenge to say yo crustify peace and security because i think it uh, could be done uh, so, easily so wait uh sorry before we go uh further let's do a, a quick uh in memoriam just because uh our last podcast fell on a day where we didn't get to talk about uh, uh, the passing of uh, Mean Pete, we should we should say we should say a couple, we should right. say a couple words on that. Um, so, I think I think uh, a, a huge volume of our listeners are uh, they fall within an age bracket where uh, Pete would be relevant to them. They may or may not have liked all of his bands, but they were actively engaged in hardcore when he was. And that's, I guess that's easy to say because he, he stayed active for, for a huge chunk of his years. life. 
So right. you kind of had to trip, o- trip over this dude, even if he wasn't playing in a style that you were into. Uh, he was a, a pretty talented vocalist and uh, I've, I only met him, you know, a handful of times or whatever, but he was always a gentleman to me uh, and very, very well-remembered and well-regarded by the people that who's, he had an impact on their life. Uh, very sad to see him go uh, and rest in peace. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Pete is, Pete was, you know, still, he's a good friend of mine. Um, I've known him for 20 years. Um, our bands played alongside each other a lot. Um, you know, he's one of those dudes, like when you're in his neck of the woods, you seek him out to hang out. He would do the same when he was in New York, we'd go get food and go, you know, hang out anytime he's on tour. Um, real, real good, like close friend of mine. Um, lovely dude went through a lot of shit that was, you know, really not fucking fair. And, um, just why, you know, it was, it was cool and kind of, you know, terrible circumstances, but to see the outpouring of love for that dude and like all his like music and all his like artistic create, you know, his right creativity and stuff like that. And like, um, you know, he had a lot of impact, like on like as like a vegan straight edge dude that i think you know is almost overlooked like to a lot of the younger kids like he was like their earth crisis yeah you know what i mean and i think it really had a huge impact on like the younger generation of like vegan straight edge folks that's what i learned the last the last few days (laughs) that's i i maybe didn't know that myself and uh watching you know, multiple. I found out that a person that I know pretty well has a bishop tattoo. That's crazy. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, I, mean, I uh, think if you listen to Until the End, Remembering Never, and Bishop, and then he did like Heathen's Prayer, he did uh, Ether Coven towards the, like later on, that was more like metal. But like those bands, like you hear them in what goes on right now. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, I think it's so like a huge extent that I think sort of like didn't always get like the the shine that it deserved. But like, I think he had like his vocals and the music like had a huge impact on on hardcore. He was a great dude, you know. He's super fucking funny, super smart. Um, would call you on your bullshit. Um, I loved him a lot. You know, I'll miss him terribly. And you know, shout out to his family and all his friends and all the people that loved his, you know, loved him personally, loved his music around the world. He was, you know, he's really. An important dude, and yeah, I miss him. Shout out, a guy who seems uh, too young to go. I mean, feels like it too often. We have to say that, but too young to go. Rest in peace. Um, yo, uh, transitioning from that's a hard one. Um, but I, I wanted to ask you guys. This is kind of uh, a similar uh, thing. Um, are you guys familiar with? Rick Froberg, yes, from Drive Like Jehu, uh, yes, Philip. He passed two weeks ago, and didn't know the fella. Um, have heard very good things from people. So again, best to all who knew him. But I wanted to ask you guys, Drive Like Jehu, did it? Did that ever hit your? Um, I mean, he was in the Hot Snakes. I knew that Pitchfork before Drive Like Jehu. Were they more important than people acknowledge? 
because said, that was a question. It was a question that was posed to me, and I said, "Oh, that is one of those bands who was a name I knew for a long time before I ever heard them." So it's hard for me personally to say, "Yeah, they were," but they were one thousand percent one of the bands was that was the people who liked them loved them. You know what I mean? So it's uh, it's hard, and it might be one of those your favorite bands' favorite bands. But Which I, I think it's I, definitely the yeah yeah. And I think it was sort of like I feel like a lot of that stuff was like was overshadowed because like Rock from the Crypt became so big. Oh yeah, oh, for yeah. a minute, you know. Yeah. But like th- their fans were like super fans of all yeah. that whole that whole click, you know, crew of bands. Like those, you know, they had super fans. I like Jehu. I do. Yeah. Like it didn't hit me as much as like the same stuff going on maybe on the East Coast. Yeah. Right. Um. You know, and and I liked Rocket, and I liked a lot of the Hot Snake stuff. You know, and he was like a super talented dude and like young guy. Like, same deal. Yeah, didn't seem to have anything really like. It was seemed super surprising. You know, he wasn't ill or anything like that. And yep. they were working on a hot, new Hot Snakes record. I read. Yep. So he was still kind of you know, he was still around. So, um, so then, yeah. a, a friend of ours from uh, I won't I won't out him just in case, but. Uh, you know him, I know him. Yeah, he like tweeted about because you know he's a guitar player and definitely was influenced by Rick Froberg's playing or whatever. And I guess he was like on a jog in Brooklyn, and some guy goes, "That's a fucking terrible shirt" because he was wearing a Hot Snake shirt, I think. Right, and and our friend looks over it and it was Rick Froberg. <laughs> and I was like, "That's pretty fucking great." Like in the middle of like Williamsburg somewhere, he was like, "That shirt's fucking awful," or whatever it was, and it was it was him. So I thought that was pretty funny. He seemed like a pretty funny, like clever, sharp dude. So, yeah, um, San Diego hardcore man. So that's that's that. that this is going to be our uh, impetus, Patrick. Anything on Drive like Jehu, Pitchfork, or Hot Snakes? Uh, Jehu, not not Hot Snakes, to my knowledge. But uh, uh, Drive like Jehu was uh, pretty influential in some of the guitar playing and self defense. Uh, so, I think you can hear that. Yeah, I mean they were trying, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know what can you do you know <laughs> you're not gonna you're not gonna sound as good as that uh so uh yeah i mean i i really was uh same as tom i was pretty left out of that whole world uh like the mm. kind of the hot snakes world right right um just didn't hit for me until much later in life uh i still rocket from the crypt still doesn't really do it for me uh jehu uh still does i mean for for our listeners that like you know maybe they never gave it a shot for whatever reason what's the song do you compute i mean mm-hmm. that that one will just there's nobody that, that that's like a fugazi level hit to me you know what i mean like that's right. that 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 immediately likable it's it's dry in a great way but also you know florid in a great way it, it it's a, it's a really really great song so uh if you don't want to if you don't know where to start with that band and you, you don't even want to sit down and fucking try a whole record, then just listen to that song. You, you're going to, you're going to either immediately get it or you're going to say, well, you know, respect no. to him regardless. Yeah. And, and, and this is going to inspire a, I want us to do a San Diego dive because it's such a wild place in terms of what musically it's been a part of kind of, you know, like yeah. I, I think it goes, the 90s there are really fascinating but you know even some of the 80s stuff there it's it's not it's not 
like uh, it's not some well that is so so deep, but and there's a big but for what it put out. It put out a lot of awesome stuff. A lot oh, of yeah. cool stuff came from there. So and, and stuff that kind of had its own place. So um, and that that goes right up to things that are very different. You know, I, I think you know, like we can talk about drive like Jehu. We can talk about. <clears throat> heroin we can talk about battalion of saints we can go forward and talk about stuff like take offense we can talk about uh, locust the locust yeah the whole that whole like justin pearson everything that dude's done you know right all the 31g and gravity scene and all that kind of stuff so it's really kind of fascinating so uh yeah we're gonna do a san diego dive um and then other than that, I, I, I want to make sure we, we talk a little bit. Patrick's in Latvia. Tom, did you hit any – or he's not in Latvia. He's in Lithuania. Um, he's in Oslo. He's in Oslo now, right? See this? This is, this is fried brain. Um, did you hit any shows this weekend? Because I am currently in the self-put-on guilt cycle because Enforced is playing Amityville tonight. Uh, yeah, I was meant to go to that. And then I I, by the time I got back from Jersey – and enforced and creeping death. So Adrian's right. going to be there and yeah, not. Right. It's <clears throat> yeah, uh, as the crow flies, Amityville is uh, like 50 miles from where I sit. Something like that. It would take you no I'd doubt three and a half hours. No question. Right. Right now. Right now. It's Summer traffic. Yeah. So this is my question. Do we need to put a, a, a little addendum to booking agents and say, look, we get it when you're booking these. You want the hot rooms on the weekends, and, da, 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 and you know, like, look. I, I also put this out to the DIY tour promoter, tour booker. You're bo- you're a band. You're booking your own tour. Think about where you're playing and on what days. That matters. You know what I mean? Yeah, because I think people take advantage, right? Because they go like, "Well, New York City, you can play on like a fucking Tuesday." Mm-hmm. Guess what? Maybe, but if you play New York on a Tuesday, maybe you get seventy five kids. Guess what? If you play. Pittsburgh on Tuesday, you probably get 75 kids. If you play Pittsburgh on a Friday, then I'm not trying to diss Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's a great city. Maybe you get 120. If you play New York City on a Tuesday, you might get 100. If you play on a Saturday, you might get 350. Who knows? You know sure. what I mean? Like no. New York's got a very high ceiling on the weekend, and that's kind of one of those silly like things you don't know till you know it. You want to play bigger spots on the weekends if you look at it. And the weekend essentially is a Thursday, Friday, Saturday night. Sunday, too, you get people who sneak out on Sunday. But I'm, me and Tom are trying to illustrate a little addendum, a little exception to this rule. Playing Long Island on a Sunday um, is, is crazy talk. Uh, in New Jersey, for us to get from Jersey to there... I'm dealing with shore traffic. So, like, this is a what was me cry. But if you're trying to drive northbound, add an hour plus to the commute. Now, if you're driving back in from Long Island into the city on a Sunday, what do we add an hour, right? Like, it's no fun. Yeah. And that also goes for, like, oh, after the show. Guess what? Traffic coming back from Long Island on a Sunday in the summer, it's going to be bad all night. It's going to be bad till like 1 a.m. So uh, my heart goes out to everybody who's at that enforced Amityville show. Wish I was there. Love to you, Knox. Love to you, Adrian. Love to you, Creeping Death. Um, wish I could be there. Today, I, mean, I know when we get offered shows. Yes. I go, if it's like, hey, we can do a Friday or Saturday. I go, Saturday it is. That's right. For the same idea, like 
the two shows that we have confirmed coming up in yes. uh, end of October end of January, mm-hmm. both shows are like, well, it's a Friday or a Saturday. What we'd prefer? It's always Saturday. Hundred percent. It's the it's the people got to get out of work. That's right. People got to get to places, all that sort of stuff. It's always the move is to go. To me, it's always like Saturday because it gives you time to get there. It gives people time, to, you know, for the earlier. It's, it's you know, Friday you're only getting locals. Saturday is when you get somebody like I'll drive out to that. I'll fly out to that. I'll. That's right. It gives it gives travel consideration. It gives the whole thing. Yeah. Um, I uh, yeah. I, I it's something I thought about booking shows one time. Uh, a friend of mine. One of you booked a show for his bands. And I was like, oh, cool. In Brick in, in New Jersey, I just moved back. I was like, yeah, sure, sure, sure. And he gave me the date. And I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, I can make that work. It was a Monday. Wow. And I was like, yo, wait, what? And I had already committed. I had already gotten the, everything locked in. And I just, for whatever reasons, like bonehead brain. Um it was so insane because it's a show that would have done hundred kids probably solidly at that time. It did like twenty on a Monday because it was a Monday. Everybody's got work, so all right. Let's, yeah, right. Sundays suck. Don't do it. Bad. Think about these things, everybody. All right. Oh, internet. Uh, slow. He's back. All right, yo. Let's get right to the meat of it, guys. Today. Uh, Patrick's got some clipping to do on that first episode because his internet sucks so much bad. Um, we're doing 80s Mosh Madness, but we're going right to the top of the billing. We realized when we were putting together the list of our favorite 80s hardcore 12 inches and LPs that there was a group, came out to be about eight, could have been six, could have been 10, you know. Uh, but Eight, we chose eight LPs that we considered so big, monumental, that they probably would decimate a lot of the rest of the competition. And that it was more, more important to focus light on records that have maybe gotten overlooked or maybe get overlooked in general uh, than have these titans of 80s hardcore steamroll everything so i said you know what we're gonna take these the great eight put them off to the side and do a little thing by themselves do an episode or two talk about it and uh and let the others have a little time to shine uh yo for example maybe you guys have a few from doing 80s mosh madness as much as we have so far we're still we're getting back into it we're gonna do a kind of like pre-cap um to talk about what we've done so far and what's coming the Faith Subject to Change LP is a record I've heard in my life many times, but I've actually started listening to it and loving it since we did that episode. And I'm like, this record is really fucking good, and I can't believe I just kind of low low rated it. You know, I just didn't give it the time and attention it deserves because there's other records out there that are not the same. Minor Threat Out of Step and The Faith Subject to Change are not the same. They're actually really different. Dag Nasty, can I say, and The Faith Record are very different. But for whatever reasons, I was like, oh, this one's kind of, eh, it's, you know, it's fourth in line, it's fifth in line, whatever. Doing it the way we have really has allowed that record, among among some others, 
some time to shine in terms of stuff I listen to when I go back and revisit stuff. So um, I hope people appreciate why we did this. Does that make sense to you guys when I kind of spell that, you know, concept out? Oh, yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I think, <clears throat> quite honestly, the, you know, I think there's certain bands out there that people feel like you have to say you like. Yep. Sure. Even if you don't. Sure. But like that's like the the poser line. Yeah. I think sometimes the faith void split is like the it's like the poise like the poser like litmus test. Used to be for sure. And I think, you know, there's a reason why the crew is the crew. Mm. You know what I mean? And like these eight titans that we're talking about, like these would be the final eight, final eight most likely. Oh, yeah. With maybe one rare, you know, like yeah, there's going to be I a lot. These will be in the final eight for for many people's brackets, right? And so we we chose to remove that to, to give, give someone a else more a chance. chance. That's right. That's right. right. It's like now, like these is this is like the final eight of the NCAA and the rest of the NIT. Is that oh, fair? So there we go. Yeah, and, and no, no, no. I think it's good. I think well, you know what? It's sort of like. It's like if the power elite conferences were just said the 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 mod the the March Madness said yo you know what we've seen Duke and Kentucky and UCLA and Kansas and you know throw them in the other powerhouses a few too many times you guys get your own little bracket over here and we'll do the other tourney here and there's still a lot of great on that bone there's still some gonzagas and you know arizona man i was thinking about the mike bibby arizona team amazing it was awesome what a good Is that gilbert um, arenas too uh i think it was jason terry for sure i think arenas was either on that team or like a year behind them i can't remember but, this is but, like I, I'm going to embarrass myself because I don't remember what the name of the the tournament is, hmm. but they just did like the soccer tournament where it's like a mixture of like all the great teams. Champions League, maybe. Yeah, there are a lot of like there are a lot of dudes out in fucking like the West Village being like, "Hey, <laughs> we I fucking whatever," like Manchester, and I'm like, "You're you're, you're from Baldwin, Long Island. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what are we doing?" Yeah, pa- Patrick's gonna have to be our our footy correspondent as a, a true international. You know, it's I mean? exactly. But this is what this is. This is the Champions League. All right, I love it. I love it. So uh, let's let's give the the people the the list so we can kind of see it and then kind of uh, you know preempt any like well why didn't you put this in too? So the list. Um, do you guys got in front of you? Why don't you guys read it? Back I have it. Okay, Patrick, do you have it in front of you as well? I do. All right, so you guys back and forth it. Tom starts All right. off. Would, these are not in any sort of order. No, it was randomized. It, so it's not like these aren't the, the seeds. But uh, I'm going the, – the first one I will announce from Washington, D.C. Coming in at 472 pounds. <laughs> Rock for Light by the Bad Brains. From Detroit, Michigan. Tied down. By the band Negative Approach. I feel like I have to like open an envelope. Hold on, hold on. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Get some paper, shuffle it around. Bing, bing. The they're on the clock with the third pick yeah. <laughs> of the Titans draft from the Lower East Side of New York City and DC because he knows the bad brains. 
Age of Quarrel, the Chromax. Mm. Your uncle has the tattoo. Damaged <laughs> by the band Butterfly. <laughs> From Queens, New York, the most posy. Start today, Girl of Biscuits. Patrick's favorite album of all time, Out of Step, Minor Threat. Also from the Lower East Side and Little Italy in New York City, The Godfathers, Victim in Pain, Agnostic Front. Who is the crew? Crew is me. (laughs) The crew is you. (laughs) So, uh, seven seconds. Is that right? So that's eight, right? That's even, right? That's eight. It's eight. It's eight. Is there a glaring omission? I feel like you use a Today record, maybe. Would I mean mine would be Break Down the Wall because that's my favorite, but I don't know if that's would that would be the go to, honestly. Well, so here's my question for you, Patrick. Yep. Do you like any Youth of Today record more than any of these eight records? Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah, I do. You do. <laughs> Interesting. Okay, fantastic. Tom, do you? Um. Yes fascinating okay which one would you take out patrick i mean i would trade a youth today record for for damaged same and pat you would probably maybe trade wow. a youth today record for age of quarrel you know i i would although i've got a lot to say about age of quarrel okay. well listen. yeah let's, here's 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 oh wow in my head before we went to do this list we we talked about it last week that we were going to do this you know I was like, oh, you know what? Somebody's going to be mad because we don't have a black flag record on this, the Titans bracket. Let them be mad. But then I remembered (laughs) we actually fucking do. And I was like, oh, because in my head, I had already pre-worked out the like, uh, Patrick, do you like black flag damaged? Uh, Yeah, you could say I like it. On a scale of one to 100, what would you give it as a numeric rating? Oh, like, uh, are you at a 70? Oh, no, no. <laughs> I'm at a 56. Okay, yeah. right. So Tom, not even you're in a different, game. Tom, you're in a different place. Yes, I would say this is 75. Sure, right. And but the Titans are like 85 and above. I know. All right, well, <clears throat> this is where we can do this. Let's talk about this. Uh, youth of Today. Break down the walls. What would be the go to? It'd be can't close my eyes. What would you think? No, 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 no. It's break down the walls. Is it? So, so the debate the debate is between break down the walls and we're not in this alone. The two proper LPs, right? Now, can't close my eyes has a special place. I would totally consider it because the twelve inch version of it came out. People love it. Blah blah blah. I love it. I love can't close my eyes. Um, if you if you forced me to decide, if you were like Bob, can't close my eyes or break down the walls, I have to think about it for a minute. If you look at the track listings of both those records, can't close my eyes, Tom. If you look at it, you know every single one of those songs. Every single one. Oh, sure. And you know every single one of those songs on Break Down the Walls. We're on this alone. There might be people who are like, wait, which song is this one? Which song is that? I, I am a We're Not Alone guy. But that said, Break Down the Walls doesn't have a lot of the weird issues We're Not Alone has. Um, we're on Sloane has weird production issues, weird drum stuff going on. Guitar sounds kind of all over the place at points. Then there was the remix version. They changed some stuff up in the late 90s. All this weird stuff. 
break down the walls tight as a drum. <laughs> you know, I feel like that sounds like a major label record compared to the other two records. That's right. We're not alone is raw. It's almost, you know, the, the lore of we're not alone uh, helps it for me in a lot of ways. It's, feels manic it feels crazy um i love it i mean i love i love all the records but um i think the answers break down the walls you know what is the go-to youth of today record it's break down the walls now patrick i'm sort of surprised to hear that but you gave damage such a low rating what would you give break down the walls out of 100 69 nice um so not a glare not a you're damning with faint praise very much no, I mean, listen, I, I, I've said before, uh, everything that's cool about youth of today is for me in passing. You, you know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm never mad at youth of today. It's not anything that I would tell somebody to turn off. And I would put on, uh, you know, I'd pick like three songs that I really like. And I would definitely, uh, I'd listen to them, right? Like, I guess yeah. th- there's you bop some, around to it. Yeah, I bop around. But like, I... Youth of Today is just something I think is cool more than I ever want to consume. Now, how do you frame... Can you frame Black Flag in the same way or no, not at all? I mean, uh, the all... Well, listen, to our listeners, if this is your first time listening you don't understand this 80s mosh madness or if you don't understand mosh madness, period, a huge part of it is is parsing our personal feelings from what we understand to be the relevance and importance of of, of these fucking records. Damage is unbelievably important, and Correct. I don't think that matters to me. I'm a, for for anybody listening. I'm a grown man who's been doing a certain type of music for my entire adult life. I've earned the right to shit on classics, and I <laughs> and I just I just don't care about this record. It doesn't mean it's terrible. You know what I mean at all. It just means I don't care about this record. But listen, things rise and fall in my view. Uh, uh, Victim in Pain wasn't really relevant to me until fucking five years ago. You, you know what I mean? Right. Like th- th- these things are. And honestly, we'll get to it. Age of Quarrel. I liked it the best on this list and that as I ever have. So, so He's coming around. You know what? The problem is that bad brains are in the same fucking bracket. And as I've said, <laughs> it's it, okay. As I, it's okay. Yes. <laughs> I think every member, uh, well, no, you know what? The Chrome. Not every member. No, no, not every right. member. But I think it's interesting. Oh, that's good. Let's wait. Hold that pin in that concept um, because you're right. I, I so, so here's the deal. Gun to my head. You don't even have to. I'll, I'll push the gun down slow and go, hey, hey, we don't even need to go like this. I like Warn on Sloan more than I like Damaged. I like Break Down the Walls probably a touch more than I like Damaged. Do you like it more than Start Today? Do I like Damaged more than Start Today? No, no, no. Do you like Break Down the, break walls, down the walls more than Start no, Today? No, I don't. No, Interesting. I don't. Oh, shit. No. I like We're Not Sloan more. Okay. Um, <laughs> now things are getting fucking crazy. So, so here's the here's the the rub on it, and there's a few different reasons for that. I think break down the walls is really good. I th- when I think about punk music, including hardcore, whatever, uh, I like urgency, and I like I like when things f- the feeling of kind of like the dramatic, the flair, emotive stuff, and and we're not alone. And, and, you know, quite honestly, you can get that in the music. You can also get that in the vocals. 
with Break Down the Walls, you're getting a very confident um, puff chest is the wrong term because that could kind of seem negative, right? But you get a Ray Capo who is ardent and at the top of his game and knows it kind of thing. And with We're Not Alone, it feels like someone fighting out of a corner vocally. And it seems like he's on his heels a bit. And that kind of energy pulls me in a lot. And I think it shows through in the lyrics. Uh, if you compare the lyrical content of Break Down the Walls and We're Not Alone, it's, it's kind of interesting. There's some tropes there. There's you know a lot of the same stuff. But uh, there's just some moments on We're Not Alone where I think the personality shines through in a way that's almost like, whoa, you can't, this was your follow-up? Um, and I, I, I don't know. I think it's incomparable. I, 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 it's not my favorite hardcore record. Uh, I, I like, I probably like three or four Bad Brains records more than I like We're Not Alone. Uh, I like Age of Coral more than I like We're Not Alone. There's this list. There's, you know, half the list I like more than We're Not Alone. But it's hard for me to put it in the Titans bracket because Break Down the Walls is more loved than We're Not Alone. I get it. I think the production issues on We're Not Alone really fuck with it. Uh, they they probably acknowledge that too. And uh, and the songs just the anthems are on Break Down the Walls. You know, uh, there are songs that are certainly part of We're Not Alone. You know, like uh, Flame Still Burns is. <sighs> so big in terms of the youth today catalog but then you go down and break down the walls and it's like well is it a bigger song than break down the walls <laughs> no <laughs> you know what i mean you know and it's like and there's probably four other songs that are just as big as flame still burns on run Sloan or on uh, uh break down the walls rather so i get it so i'm not Man, uh, that's why please no not for this i'm looking i was oh, like okay, looking at some oh man i'm i I've got a bit of a t- I've got a so so we're all right. We are not going to remove any records. To break down the walls. I'm fairly certain is in the regular. It is in the regular bracket. Uh, it's probably going to go pretty far. Damage is going to stay in the Titan bracket, but we're all establishing that you know on a personal level because that's what this is, right? The the we try to do this. This is where we get to interject some of our personal, but we try to weigh it. If Patrick hated Black Flags, like, yo, I cannot even talk about this. Uh, maybe we take it off. But we, if you go way back, we did a whole episode where we talked about what was going to be on 80s Mosh Madness, what, what should be, what shouldn't be, et cetera, et cetera. Um, we're going to leave Damaged here. We're not going to replace it. But Break Down the Walls could have been in this Titans bracket, no question. Good. good I'm just going to say call. that I think us leaving Damage in here is kowtowing to people just so we don't have to hear them. <laughs> uh, you know what? I, 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 to a degree, I agree, but I would. I need to move on because I have some other relevant orders. Okay. Well, let me here. let me put put this in here. I would feel weird not having a black flag record here, but my problem is this might. Like if but you ask me this or jealous again, I might say jealous again. But but that's also because there's a part of me and Tom. You might feel this closer to, to me than Patrick. Part of it is damage has been beaten into me so many times i think the first i remember sitting i actually got an old version of damage on vinyl at some shit record store and it was cheap you know and but it played it was in bad shape i remember being like this is a really cool record and i think about the excitement of it and it's like really cool and 
compared to a lot of punk up to that point, there's more urgency than you feel. Then you hear Black Flag get angrier and more aggressive as they go on. And then you hear live versions. You're like, wait a second. The, the version of Rise Above on the album is quaint. To me, the song that sticks in my head all the time is um, uh, uh, Can't Wait One Minute More by Siv. Two punk songs that, that do this for me, and there's probably more. Rise Above by Black Flag and Can't Wait One Minute More by Siv are songs that in my head, they're like playing at 1.5 to 1.75 speed. And I like them more. And then I hear the studio versions and I'm like, oh, it's just like this quaint, like boop, 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 rise above. We got to rise above. And all of a sudden I'm like, damn, this is kind of quaint. So anyways, uh, I would feel weird if Black Flag wasn't in here. I love Black Flag. Break down the walls or Black Flag? I don't know. Um, so anyways, next point. What do you guys want to get on? Next point. Uh, in one second, tell me what the uh, the youngest album on this uh, list is start today. That's right. 1989. Uh, Jesus fucking Christ. 89. But, but now, remember, this is 80s mosh madness. So. It is. And, and it, oh, listen, so it's the latest it could be. And that's it. it yes, right. it is the latest it could be, but it also, I, so when I was listening to Chromax, I was like, damn, this is a fucking late record on this. Right. And then I didn't realize start 86, the 86. Yep. Right. And then I didn't realize because the, the rest of this, I mean, it sounds like a fucking, like it came out yesterday. That's right. Uh, Which is no, so, so here we go. Uh, Rock oh, you know what's another record that I am furious that is not on this, that I would take over half these fucking records? Mm-hmm. Fucking Brightside. Mm. Oh, okay. So the, 1989, okay. Right, on the, uh, right on the border. Brightside's in the standard tournament? Yeah. Oh, no. I mean, it's got to be. But I feel like that's a titan, man. I, Although, right. looking at these, that might be a rough one. But I take that's that over Brightside, too. Uh, okay, so here's the problem. Tom. There is people screaming, you're crazy about yes. Black Flag first killing time. Well, you know what? I'm, right, okay. Here's my hot okay. take. Here's my, you ready for my fucking hot take? Go. I'm ready. I would take Brightside over out of step. Oh, well, Tom, that, out Tom that bad news. Now you're kicked off the podcast. <laughs> no. <laughs> so here's the thing. Tom, these are, some of the worst, these are some of the worst minor threat songs. Tom, hold, hold, Braveheart. Let's Braveheart this because it's so good. You're hitting some good nerves, and now you you've primed the pump here. Hold, that's a great. Just take. call me Stephen A. Smith. I fucking love it. Um, Killing time, Brightside. Is it? So here's my question, and we've talked about this, Tom, a little bit. You're putting Brightside one to one. I think you have a hard time putting it over Angel Quarrel. Correct? It's tough. Yeah, you yeah. might personally, but you're tough. Do you put it over blood, sweat, no tears? Sick of it all. You know what? It's funny. Historically, no. But what are you listening to more? Brightside. I'm right? putting on Brightside right now before I put on blood, sweat, no tears. Blood, sweat, no tears had more of an impact on me because I heard it as a sure. kid. Yeah, right. The nostalgia I didn't hear Brightside was like, you know, sick of it all and minor third, like one and two. Yep. Yep. Brightside might have been 17. Yeah, but the album, I mean, I, I, yeah. Um, do you, you're not, well, you know what? And I think there's a no shame quotient here. You're listening to Brightside over Victim in Pain, right? Yes. No, mm. don't, don't be afraid. Yeah, I, I get it. <laughs> don't be afraid. No, Listen, but I mean, that's a fucking, I am, that's a, uh, it's a great a question to step out on. Yeah, yeah people will get mad. But, but I think that's the piece that I always want people to be okay with. 
Your fucking personal preference fucking matters. Don't let some old dickhead say, well, you can't. And like, yo, I'm telling you, there's a member of Killing Time who's like, yo, you can't say that. You can't say that. Her record's better than Victim in Pain. But it's okay for you to like it more than Victim in Pain. They're different right. flavors of ice cream, folks. It's okay. All those bands grew up and wanted to become hardcore bands because of Victim in Pain. Correct. Correct. Uh, but a lot of people wanted to be in hardcore bands because of Blood, Sweat, No Tears and fucking Bright Side. 100%. So... I- and this is not say, to say that like Victim and Pain is literally one of my favorite hardcore records. That's correct. You're you're, you're, you're you're naming things that are like number number two versus number five out yeah. of thousands. You know what I mean? What are we yeah. talking about? <laughs> um, yeah, Patrick, you were saying. I just want to say, regarding the bright side over damaged, for example, mm. uh, because now Killing Time is just a generally important band. That's a that's a fact. Right. However, however, if we were going to be really honest, we would say that Killing Time is incredibly important to people who value the legacy of specifically New York hardcore. Yes. W- whereas Damaged is that's like a. I mean, I guarantee if I rounded up a hundred people at punk rock bowling, correct, thirty of them would have the bars. If 30. you rounded up a hundred people at punk rock bowling and said "Black Flag Damage" or "Killing Time Bright Side," you'd have ninety-eight percent, eighty-five yeah. who look at you and 85? go "Damage, Damage," and then there's thirteen who go "Killing Who." You right. know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. there's there's people who have no idea, and that's so, okay. That's so, okay. So so this is all to say. I think I agree with Tom, but I just yeah. for the sake for the sake of universality and whatever respect balancing these things trying. That's right. Yeah. Because here's the thing. Just the breakdown because you you noted one imbalance which was uh let me let me go through these roughly off the top of my head. I don't I don't know it for sure. I'm pretty sure Rock for Lights 83. I'm pretty it sure is. Tied Down is 83. Jesus. Age of Quarrels 86. Damaged is 81. Start today's 89. Out of Step is 83. Victim in Pain is 84. Yeah, I believe so. Is that right? The crew is 83. Yeah, Victim in Pain is either 83 or 84. I think it's 84. Um, and the crew is, I think, 83. It might be it might be earlier. I think it's 83. Wow. Um, so that's one thing. There is a slant to that. Another. Bad Brains will say DC. A little bit of NY in there, but it's yeah, DC. Negative approach, Midwest, you know, you got that Michigan. Chromax, New York. Black Flag, California. GB, New York. Minor Threat, DC. AF, New York. Seven seconds. Reno, we'll consider it West Coast, you know? Sure. We're going to Skeena. Are we neglecting California records? Here's my question. Uh, Tom, uh, I love Dead Kennedys. I love Fresh Fruit for Rotting Vegetables. I think it's in the tournament. There's people who would go, this is Mosh Madness. It's not a hardcore record. It's a punk record, blah, blah, blah. I don't care. Um, does that record deserve a place here? Would you take Dead Kennedy's? Would you take a Dead Kennedy's record over any of these records? No. Okay, Patrick. Would I you would. Take, no. go, go ahead. Go ahead, Tom. No, no, no. I mean, I, I would take uh, Group Sex over that. Oh. Oh, group Sex. So Group Sex. So is we, if we consider that a hardcore record, then I would take Circle Jerks over Black Flag and some other records. On I think Group Sex is just better than Damaged. Um, I think it is. It's group sex is in the main tournament. It is a fan fucking tastic record. Um, 
And there's listeners right now who are like, wow, well, why didn't you do this? And there's some listeners who are like, ah, of course that's a hardcore record. There are listeners. Let me just be real. There are many listeners who don't listen to punk music pre, don't listen to hardcore pre ninety. There's people listening to this who don't listen to hardcore pre two thousand. True. Believe that. So they see Circle Jerks and think it, it looks like, you know, a toy dolls record compared to what they listen to. You know what I mean? Like, like it's just that, that is punk to them, and they think it's a different thing than what they listen to. The goal of some of these shows is to expose that hey it's not that different and maybe you like it so anyways um other west coast big ones uh oh patrick dead kennedys aren't aren't hitting your titan bracket right no not at all Good. um uniform 80s, choice like, uniform choice screaming for change i mean it's great but i don't think it's a titan no i love it it's not it's not quite in this not top it's eight not not no uh, to me it's it might make sweet 16 for me but not top eight um uh any any other west coast records pad uh, poison idea stuff, yeah it's a lot of seven inch stuff for me like chain it's chain seven inches the poison idea um pick your king seven pick inches king. brilliant yeah. brilliant hardcore but then the lps there's people who love it i get it i get it. some of those lps are very good but pretentious assholes is just not as good as like feel the darkness feel the darkness later and it's just not here um uh, yeah I, so just uh, uh, kind of annotating this neither of you guys is taking the big boys over these type titans right uh no. neither is taking you know the dicks kill from heart uh i'm trying to think if there's any other midwest stuff <laughs> I, I, you know, I on this on my, piece, on my most you know? re- on my most recent listens, I enjoyed the Big Boys record more than I enjoyed Damaged. So okay, yeah, I mean, yo, Patrick, the Big Boys are a thing I think you could explore and really enjoy some of their weird core. It's it's a band I've loved for a long time, and think people, if you haven't, oh, what is it? It's the um, they have a Sessions record that is so good. It's just, uh, anyways, I'll I'll find it and send it to you. Um, Okay, so that kind of uh, 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 there's people who would say, well, what about DRI? What about COC? Well, a lot of that stuff just doesn't make the cut here. It's somewhere else. It's on our other bracket. Suicidal, suicidal tendency, self-titled. Love that record. Um, fear. I could uh, f- fear the record. I love, but I think it's got its hits and then falls a little, little off for me. I wouldn't take it over. I wouldn't take it over. Damage. I'll, no. I, you know, the high points. Oh Jesus Christ! The high points of that. Um, I would take suicidal tendencies self-titled over damaged uh, yes. many days a week. So that's another one. Um, all right. Can and, I, can yeah, I go ahead. To, can I get us to our next wrinkle? Please. Uh, Bob, I, I know your answer. So I'm not. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I feel like you're going to have an intense response. So okay, just, just bite, the tongue, bite the tongue for a second. Tom, yeah. is there... Is this necessarily, does it have to be Rock for Light? No, it could be the Roar Tape. Yeah. I mean, it it could be. Could it be Eye Against Eye? Yeah. uh, mm, No, I I don't think so. Here's here's the argument. Here's the argument. Uh, Both the tape and Rock for Light are fantastic fucking hardcore, and there is so much good material. It's also fucking 17 songs. <laughs> you know what I mean? And right. I think I against I, while it does not have the high points, is Most maybe more consistent. Is maybe a better listen. 
You know what I mean? It's maybe just a better listen. So you just like sacred love because he's singing over a jail phone. I do like it very much. It's but, a pretty fun, cool story. I, I love it. But but I mean, dude, if you look at it, so it's the intro, Eye Against Eye, House of Suffering, Reignition. Reignition, which is the most underrated song in hardcore dude, history. It shouldn't Secret be. Secret 77, amazing great. song. Let Me Help, great song. She's Calling You, great she's song. Ca- she's Sacred Calling You is great. Sacred, Sacred love, Love's love great. It. Hired Gun, Return to Heaven. It's all true. fucking bangers. Eye Against Eye is a perfect record. It's potentially more sonically influential than oh, rock yeah. delight in a direct way but i'm gonna say here's the thing go less hardcore oh uh, yes significant it's a lot more kind of like they brought in a lot of like outside influences that were more like jazz fu- like they went oh. back to the jazz fusion i yep. think that the the argument here so does it have to be rock for light no i mean i i came up on the roar tape and didn't hear rock for light for solid two years probably and and the roar tape was what i eh, i probably heard it but roar tape was what i listened to on repeat forever and i love the roar tape um uh what the roar tape and rock for light did because how many records actually sound like the bad brains like the early bad brains not much like chromags try just chromags they but and but they take they spool in enough motorhead and discharge because they realize they can't do what the bad brains do the way they do so they try to do you know so it, it, good they did that they did very well by changing it up eye against eye you can hear that you can hear eye against eye and inside out you can hear eye against eye in absolution you can hear eye against eye in uh, uh burn eye against eye comes out in 86 i believe that's Dude, fucking you can hear insane. it in fucking turnstile oh, 100 oh, sure. you hear it sure, you yes. hear it in Those everything, groovy mosh parts that Turnstile has are full on direct eye against eye mosh parts. Direct, and you can hear that record in so much more than you can actually hear Bad Brains. Despite the fact that you, you know, like the thing to me that's always been interesting is the Discord scene all had a reverence for Bad Brains. We're like, yo, that's the first band we went and saw, and we're like, holy shit, this is something. This is something. We want to be a part of this. We want to do that. We want to do that. That is what Black Flag did. But the Bad Brains did it in a way that I think Black Flag was uh, imitatable and replicable and something right. that people Black did do. a great job of doing a Black Flag. Oh, holy shit. Tribute. Yes, they did. But no one, nobody has done Bad Brains. Can do Bad Brains. Nobody yeah, can Especially that era. That's right. Not and, a and Eye Against Eye gave that groove. And like I think that Eye Against Eye is so underrated in what they did because they reinvent the sound. That's actually something I'm going to talk about uh, with a record on here that might be an underrated value of it. Um, good tease. But um, yes, I against I fantastic. Bad Brains. Do enough young people listen to Bad Brains? In no, 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 not enough people because they're old and people are like, old, old. Yo, it is... <sighs> I think there's a timeless element in I Against I and Rock for Light for sure in terms of production value. Um, it might sound old because they're literally 40 year old records at this point you know uh Fine. but yeah i know i know chew on that but there there's still an urgency there and an influence that i think you can take and pull from and if somebody wants to do if someone wanted to say yo i can do rock for light we could do a band that sounds like this i fucking dare you go for it let's see what happens yeah you'll never i mean i've heard bands do like maximum penalty does a good bad brains cover 
Sure. Oh, I mean, you know I, I mean, it was bands. You know who who Dude, actually yeah. did a quietly good Bad Rains cover is Dijon era breakdown. True. Dude, Outbreak did some good covers too. Outbreak on one of the sevens or something did. Oh, uh, did some? And it's yeah, actually because they're not trying to be HR. That's where everyone trying. falls off. Yeah. You can't do that. There's HR is one and one one of one. So uh, to answer your question, Pat, I, I actually don't think it's a ludicrous answer at all. I don't even feel strong. I feel strongly just because I feel strongly about the bad brains. But like, if you wanted to come on and to be like, well, I think we could do the Youth is Getting Restless live record. I'd be like, all right, interesting. Let's talk about this because I love the fucking bad brains. Um, I guess I so, so, so good. Like, quickness, no. Quickness is still a oh. good record. It's good. It's got moments. It's just not like Eigen's is. So I said, you know, from Troy, Eigen's is a top 10 hardcore LP for me. It's just Rock for Lights higher. Okay. So, um, all right. Any other wrinkles before we actually do a little bit of, uh, of talking about each of these records? No. All right. Let's jump in. So the way this, we, the list is somewhat random. We're just doing the brackets based on the way they laid out. Um, Bad Brains, Rock for Light, up against Negative Approach, Tied Down. Is this like, um, like it's like uh, Fruity Pebbles versus Cheerios. You might like both, but you can't say they're both cereals. But other than that, there's not a lot in common. I mean, one is the most possible direct version of a thing, and the other one is was at the time easily the most creative. So, yes. uh, you know, they they are quite different, although. Then you get into a thing where bad brains were trying a lot of things. Negative mm-hmm. approach is just exemplars of of, of of right. Of, They're just the best at it. Yes. So I I don't you know this is tough. Uh, this is tough. <laughs> let's here. Let's let's do this. Let me flip things because you're you're not wrong. You're right. Exactly what you said. I love the way that was framed out. Is tied down not given enough credit for? some of the growth and change that it makes from the seven inch from the negative approach seven inch because to me it isn't it isn't cut and paste hey we did this cool ep let's do a 12 inch they they start stretching their wings a little bit it's still yo let's stomp but i just think about some of the things they do and you know you start seeing hints at what Brandon's going to do musically later. Laughing Hyenas, Easy Action, etc. Not that it's like, oh, he's rocking here, but they're starting to nod that, hey, we're interested in noisier elements. We're interested in re- repetitions. You know what I mean? And I think you start to get that when you go to his later bands. Yeah, you know yeah, what? I mean, though? what sounded like Evacuate in, 2020, in 1983? Fucking nothing. And they didn't sound like that. That was such a fucking left field call for them compared to the rest of the songs on this record and off the seven inch. Here's what I'm saying though. <laughs> seven inches. I'm looking, I'm doing a side by side right now. Seven inches, virtually perfect. And tied I, down, it, is, virtually. it just is. Yeah. Just is and, perfect. And tied down is not virtually perfect. What would you so, cut from tied down? Uh, I mean, see, I, I have a hard second time half. Time. I don't know, uh, man. Song dead stop. Come on. Yeah. Dude, okay. Oh Live your life, dude. Uh, maybe I'll survive. All right. Maybe. Uh, maybe. Like we're still talking about a 16-minute record. Fuck yeah. I mean, look, look, look. So, so this is a thing that I'm uh, a thing that we should talk about early on. 
a lot of these records have way more songs than I remember. Right. So that means that the highlight reel in my head is, is, is very active, right? Like we'll get to it, but the crew is a fucking, that's a meaty fucking record that I did not remember was as thick as it is. Uh, I, you know, this is not an overwhelming amount of songs uh, on tied down, but I don't know. I'm just comparing it to the seven inch. I think the seven inch is like, I guess I, the problem is the seven inch is incomparable. Correct. (laughs) And that's the part, that's the part you have to separate out. I think so here, Oh man, this is a funny question. If the seven inch didn't exist, I think tied down might be remembered more fondly. Sure. But the seven inch is like, the seven inch is like a hundred out of a hundred. Right. And this LP, even if the seven inch didn't exist, it's like an 89 out of 100. <laughs> and if we're being honest, 98% of the people that have heard these records heard them as Total Recall. Total Recall, 100%. That's right. Yes. That's right. That's right. So, so like, uh, to me, it's like, how do you de- – like, you know what I mean? Even with Minor Threat, like I think of like the fucking discography. I don't think of like uh, – Yes. No, we're, the we're, we're not as – You know what I'm saying? I think, like, when you I think start the same thinking thing about with this. It, yeah. When you start thinking about it, it can change what you do. And it's it's hard because there, there are people who, you know – Man, no, no knock, friends. People who remember these in original format are older now. Um, so that's just just acknowledge this. And and I mean, you know, it's funny. Okay. Actually, we're cycling around to a point because of streaming. So much of this stuff is actually separated out on streaming. So that's we're getting point. both angles. The sixty-year-old remembers the original. Fifty-five and up remembers the original format, and the <laughs> 33 and under is like, oh, yes, the seven inch versus the LP. Of course, that's the way that there are on streaming. You know what I mean? Negative approach is actually a bad example because I don't think the seven inch is separated out from Total Recall. But um, but regardless, um, Rock for Light, uh, it is fast. It's got elements of melody that I don't think are often noted because if I said, Tom, if I said, Tom, are the Bad Brains like a melodic band? I don't think you're like, yeah, you have to think about it and go, well, yeah, you know, they, they have elements of melody, but it's it's sort of a unique melody, right? Um, like sailing on. Right. Very. Very. There's lots of melody, but none of us, no one in this room nor anywhere is calling it melodic hardcore. Hell of a lot of melody. Um, a recurring theme with these is that, and, and this is no different for Tied Down either, I think there's only one record where I'd say, you know, the musicianship on here is really really good but maybe not top, top of the game but i think rock for light and tied down these are all musicians who can can rip doing what they're doing negative approach it almost feels like these dudes are playing down to what it is and just doing that in this really cool hard way to me it's rock for light i, I like rock for light more than tied down uh they're just two very different flavors i mean rock they're both for, perfect but uh, rock for light has a stronger highlight reel in my view yeah, same. Rough light has to win. All right. And uh, when we post this up, we'll we'll do some voting and hopefully some negative approach heads come and throw their boots at us. So, all right. Uh, Chromag's Age of Quarrel up against Black Flag Damage. We've actually talked a bit about it already. Um, Patrick, th- think of three good things you can say about Black Flag Damaged. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. 
For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Okay. While you're doing that, it might take a minute. Tom, give me your, give me your elevator pitch of this record. Um, iconic cover. Um, some great songs. Some songs you can fast forward past. Yep. Uh, a lot of songs. Um, but some all-time classic hardcore songs like Rise Above, TV Party, Police Story, Gimme, 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 yeah. Depression. It's a lot of fucking good songs on here. Yeah, I, I really think there's some great great songs on here. I think the song What I See is really good. Um, Spray Paint is a really good song. Ugh, it's just... It's a really good record. Um, that I mean, to me, honestly, this record is the template of American hardcore and punk. Um, it doesn't mean it's the best. It doesn't mean it's my favorite. No, but, but it, it got out there more than template, negative approach. There's a lot of those else. elements. Yeah. You know, it's really funny. Not a mosh part to be found on this record. No, no. So, and it's, and, 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 and uh, spray paint is only the second best song about graffiti on this Titans block. Mm. Oh, interesting. We will right. attack in red and black. Hmm. Hmm. Mm. Patrick, your three things. Do you have them? It's not easy. <laughs> um, I, I actually was going through the the, the uh, song list and thinking of all the negative things. Um, uh, okay, uh, here's one thing I can say. I uh, I think that there is enough. I think that there is ample variety on this record. Okay, I you think, think it's too waka waka? Some of this stuff. A hundred percent, Tom. TV party and six pack ruin it, but then you hear a song like Depression, you're like, "Fuck more Tom, of this." Tom, Bob was attempting to get me to do an exercise of positivity, but I'm jumping on your train, my man. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I think Rise Above is corny as fuck. Mm. Uh, I think uh, has six, that been ruined though? Yes. I think, what I about think, the, here's the thing? If you separate out the lyrical content, etc., like. Honestly, that's it's incredible. Almost, Get out of here. The, well, that's the TV party, right? Here's here's what I want to say. Rise Above is a great case in Black Flag. I think there's a tonal issue. The music of that song is fucking awesome. Like the, yeah. the like the like downward cascading like uh scaling down is great. The lyrics are cool, but the way they're sung is in this really like <sighs> Up, 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 like, try to tell us what to do. Rise above. Like, yo, it, it is uh walk a walk is a way you could put it. It's it's trying to it's it's fuck. Uh it's roots pop punk. Oh, I appreciate the honesty. <laughs> well, uh, that's, that's, like the, that's the issue. I'm coming to that. I'm I know, I know, but I think it's the thing we gotta understand. Like, what is the root of descendants, right? is something like rise above. And it's this song where it's like, you could do rise above the song. Lyrical content is totally like, you know, there's a million rise above esque lyrical songs. Yes. But, but the way it's Bob, done is so. Yes. So that's the, the here's the thing. We're going to be talking about seven seconds, for example, right. Who are 
you know, it's it, nothing that we're going to be examining is worlds away lyrically. Nothing. It's all it's all within the same sort of, and that's why it's a game of inches. And if you overstep, and you it, it, you you ruin the whole fucking thing. Do you know? <laughs> so, so what I'm saying is, they overstepped. They they it was a game of inches. It was a it was a, a chicken, and, and it, they went too far. And uh, it's it's corny as a result. Every, so, but hey, to our listeners, no uncertain terms. Misfits are fucking corny. This is Patrick speaking. So uh, th- I love the misfits and it's corny as shit. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, so there is just a Patrick loves little feet. It's pretty corny. Love yeah. little feet. So so there is just a there's a thing that's going on with me personally. That's it. Like like I just some of it is you too just much. hate corny stuff, man. You just like out for the corn. Sometimes he likes you know corny. What? He has spaces for corny. I do. I, I can make cutouts for corny, but th- th- this one doesn't get the cutout. And Tom, I'm glad that you said it was Waka Waka because uh, it is a lot of the SST stuff is Waka Waka. And I think I, a lot of 80s hardcores like they, they everyone's got to have a funny song. Yep. Well, well, here's the thing. We're about to talk about a record that has um, might have a touch of Waka Waka that Patrick claims is his favorite record of all time. Listen, <laughs> there's no Waka Waka cashing in. <laughs> It's not Waka Waka. Is, Are you kidding? I am in. From, and this is minor threat. I can understand where there would be some Waka Waka confusion. <laughs> Come on. But Stop. it's an actual. It's here's, quite, the, here's the issue. It's quite biting a song, actually. Uh, agree. Because you want but, it to be. Well, there, there, there is the self-aware. Yes, correct. Right. Uh, self-awareness and being able to not be so self-serious. For example, there is not an ounce of Waka Waka on Rock for Light. Not an ounce. No. There's not an ounce of Waka Waka on Age of Quarrel. They, they, it's the, no. it's the anti-Waka so Waka. Very self-serious. Correct. Uh, although, there's, a few, although, there's a few records although, on here. I think Patrick's favorites on this list are all Waka oh, Waka. So today got some Waka Waka, man. Listen, all have, listen, some listen. Self, have some some ability to be self-aware and okay with whistling on a song. Hold on. Age you know? of, <laughs> a, a, it's something that's, something that's got to be said. No. Age of Quarrel, in its self-seriousness, occasionally traverses into unintentional Waka. Wake up with a pump on my head. <laughs> sure, that's true. That's true. Yeah. yeah, which is good. But that's that's the so there is the inversion, right? Is the idea of like, do you acknowledge? I'm never going to be able to leave the house again in New York City with some of this shit, man. <laughs> do you acknowledge that? Hey, what I'm singing about, uh, you know? All right, you know, uh, like like the uh, fuck is it not for the uh, not for the weak fanzine uh, from late '80s from New York. Um, did an interview with Gorilla Biscuits, did an interview with Walter, who were like, hey, why do you write so many songs about hanging out? And then he's like, we don't write songs about hanging out. And then they just cut and paste the lyrics of like four Gorilla Biscuits songs that are like, talk about hanging out. Sitting around <laughs> at home. Hanging out like, for yeah, yeah. And it's just like struggling. It's like, mm, okay, we think you do. But um, and it's the ability to say, hey, okay, I'm writing a song about bump on my head. Like, I, I got to be able to like step back and, and, uh, do a silly like ho ho ho. There's that's no waka waka, Patrick. Ho ho ho. Uh, the ho ho ho. You could argue is maybe waka waka. A little waka waka. Uh, yo, it's a great record. All right, let's. Uh, the other one here, Chromags, Age of Quarrel. Um, 
this is just a monster of a record for me. I love it. Um, I don't think it's the best hardcore record, but I think it's the most intense. And it is unfortunate that it's hard. I'm a full separate art from artist fella, um, and this record is a proving ground for that. But good Lord, it can be a hard thing. Um, You're making it easy. But but Patrick maybe has been pulled in. So uh, you, what do you got to say on this one? You, you enjoyed it more on this listen, but I, I'm not taking that to mean that you, you now are a, uh, a Cro-Mags lifer. No, I'm actually – I still stand by the fact that I'd rather listen to Best Wishes, I think. But uh, – and I really, I really fucking – I'm sorry, everybody. If you started a band and you used Cro-Mags as – uh, you, you said that that was an influence on your band. You mean best wishes. You mean best wishes. No, uns- no, no uncertain terms. You mean best wishes. There's, All the Texas fans sound like best wishes. And, yeah. and, and best wishes, wishes is, is close to the bad brains as it is to heavy metal. Full stop. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and so look, uh, and I've, I like best wishes, best wishes. So I'm not mad at, that thing that people do, but age of quarrel is a better shirt. Best wishes to me is a better record, but I understand I'm in the minority. I think it's the opposite. I think the best wishes artwork is my fucking favorite. It's good shirt artwork. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. But I don't know. The, the fucking nuke is good, but it's great. But I mean, yeah. Now is there Bob? Mm. There anything on here? I had always a take that always got me in trouble. Mm. There was a song that I would skip if when listening to Age of Quarrel. Is there anything on here that you'd go, I don't need it? A Tom, 14 song record is just as good, if not better. No, I'm I'm an I'm a start to finish. I'm sorry. I are you talking about um uh, uh Secrets of the Truth? That's the song, man. And I don't know why, because it's a hard song, but I go, eh, I don't need four minutes. Everything else is a minute and a half. That's the, and then um, that comes in. It's a little too like too slow. So here's the uh, my my riff on this. That's the that's the uh, skanking in the pit slow catching your energy track. Um, catch catch videos of uh, Age of Quarrel and seeing half of Bricktown moshing to that like slow like jamming yeah. mosh to it. Like we might as well not be wearing shoes kind of thing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like slowly, um, but I understand why I. I Tom, you are not alone in that take, nor should you be. I love the song, but it's not. It's there. It's uh, yo. In in terms of, I, I do kind of mean that. That is them going. Okay, Bad Brains have reggae. We can't do reggae songs, right? Right? Not, not right now. Right? Well, how about if we do this kind of jammer, like this? But that's a mosh. But you know what? Though at the time, that was probably not a mosh part. No, no, no. It's just no. Uh, now I, it's, it's a skank part. But back then, it probably was just like a fucking. Yeah, it's a slow head bopper kind of thing. Um, so this record pulls me. In. I just think it's a very intense record. I think oh, it sets the stage. It sounds like Walmart. the treats. Yeah, yeah. It sounds like New York City. More it's, than any record, this and set it off. Sound like New York City more than anything. Yeah, you know what? This record to me, Tom hot summer day in new york where you can feel the heat coming off the the pavement the off the side you just want to murder everybody yeah, and you got the like weird patrick you'll relate to this too you got the weird sweat on your legs that you know is dirt and filth that's just like sticking to you that's this record um it's just incarnate um perfect hardcore 
Yeah, I, I love it a lot. Um, <sighs> who's this record not for? D- okay, this is for both of you guys. Is this record, if you are a like postcode orange, I like my hardcore with a healthy dose of metal in it, is this record not hard enough for you? Oh, yeah. No, it's not. Uh, I, you are, it's not. Okay. Like, if not. You want to be a, no, no. Please go ahead. Musically, it's not. But I think if you want, like, all the band, like, the current crop of tougher, like, harder bands, this is the fucking Bible. Like, this is the Old Testament, right? This is the Old Testament, right? This is Old Testament. And, like, New Testament is Bulldoze. Set It Off, Bulldoze. Set It Off, Marauder, Master Killer, and Marauder. Uh, and Marauder's Hate Breed, Persever- sure. not Hate Perseverance, Hate Breed, uh, Satisfaction. Satisfaction. Thank you. See, um, but Marauder is not, the lyrics aren't hard. No. no, they're it, hard, it's but so, not about like, living hard. They're talking about fucking like master killer, Korean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like karate movies and shit. Like, so, so there is the disconnect where I think, for better and worse, uh, a younger person might not, might a younger person or someone not even younger, someone coming to this music now would not heavier see, stuff. or or just in general would just not see a. Uh, a difference between what the Chromags were singing about to what Marauders singing about in terms of like, like you know, there is a few, there are a few uh, more allegory type things, more illusionary uh, lyrical pieces in Age of Quarrel, but for the most part, it it feels a lot like they're singing street music, whereas then Marauders doing a little more of a like fantasy outlook a little bit more evil yeah right right a little more like sitting on my throne kind of shit um but uh i don't know if that matters to someone now if you're if you're coming into it brand new you're just you see them both as versions of unreality yeah. yeah you know what i mean so sure. uh patrick what else you you did say you found yourself more on this record than any prior time yeah this this is gonna sound like the faintest of praise but it's uh, I was just in the mood to listen to some hardcore today, and it is definitely that. You know, what I mean? <laughs> like, and yeah. this is that. Yes, I mean, it just put me in a good mood because it was well done hardcore. So, so I was like, uh, and that's exactly what I wanted to hear. So, I, I, even though it's not one that I would necessarily listen to, I was like, I was like, well, I got what I, I got what I wanted today. <laughs> you know All right, so, so, so if it's Chromag's Age of Quarrel or Black Flag Damaged, I'm reaching for Age of Quarrel. I mean, yeah. weird, weirdly, I am too. It is a blowout. Yeah. All right. All right. This one I think is going to be fun. Uh, actually, you know what? Let's save that one for, for the end. Um, Agnostic Front, Victim in Pain, up against Seven Seconds, The Crew. Uh, two very different records. Oh, yeah. Happening uh, almost concurrently. Yes. Opposite ends of the, the country. So, okay. Um, Seven Seconds to Crew. Uh, Patrick's basically said this already. Uh, this record is meatier and deeper than you remember. Um, in my head, and I, I said this pre-episode, I was like, you know, the crew and Walk Together, Rock Together are, you know, chapter one, chapter two in my Seven Seconds book. But I always forget how much more, how many more pages there are in chapter one than chapter two. And I find, I think I might be a Walk Together guy. Um, that said, the crew is uh, uh, my favorite, undeniably melodic punk record, probably. Um, 
outside of Walk Together. Uh, I think this is great. I think it's influential, but another one where there's so few bands who actually sound like this band, but tons, tons who took from it. And to be honest, mid-80s DC, I think, took a lot of nods and notes from Seven Seconds, though there aren't really many, and maybe you could say Dagnasty a little bit, but I think they just took a lot of cues from what Seven Seconds did on these records and went and did something different with it. I, I just, just for our listeners who don't give a fuck about seven seconds, I just want to point out from 84 to 89, they put out a record a year and every single one of them is beyond awesome. <laughs> beyond <laughs> awesome. That's Top that. That is so incredible. <laughs> and I'm, I'm just like wrestling with it now. One of them's a live record, but I'm just a record a year that's just phenomenal. Um, okay. So to what Bob said, uh, it's, uh, okay. The, the crew is a meaty record. Uh, I, the crew was one of my first hardcore records. Uh, it was different than the other stuff I was listening to. I loved minor threat, but this was, uh, a step even further into melodicism, you know, and there is a l- limit for me. That limit is the descendants. Uh, but seven seconds made a a deep and abiding impact on my understanding of hardcore music. So I have to take that out of the equation a little bit here. And this is a record I have like a, a lot of fondness for. Uh, so I have no problem saying Bob is correct. I don't agree. It's walk together. I would actually put it past. I would, I would go you new wind. You're going, new I would wind? go new wind. Yeah, I would go new wind's new wind. really good. Uh, but as was the case with stuff like damage, et cetera, sometimes the important record is not the best record. Uh, there's people who want the crew to be the best record because it's the most formative. It, it is uh, from, it, it's, it's from 1983, everybody. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I mean, it has classic songs. Like there's does. like five to seven, like all time great hardcore songs on it. Yep. I, yeah, easily, I mean, easily. Right. this is early, early in my hardcore records I owned. And like listening to this is like putting on a pair of sweatpants that I've worn for fucking right. 20 years. I love it. And that. I think they've <laughs> done know? a disservice because these songs are so big. Like how we were talking about what was the record before that were like, oh, Rise Above. Or like, are you, you know what? Like yeah. the first 100 times you heard Rise Above, it was the coolest fucking sh- song ever. Yeah. But I think like. But not just Boys Fun and and Young Till I Die. Ugh. You've heard so many bands do that. You've heard it so many times that I think you don't really – it doesn't have the same impact as when you first heard it. And you're like, this is the greatest melodic hardcore ever. And it's – I mean, it still is. I mean, and I think like Descendants, them – yeah. Yeah, sorry to interrupt. We're going to yeah. run into that problem. I'll start today in a big way because every single one of those songs is played out. So, so, sure. so yes, this is this is a thing that happens for sure. Young Till I Die was the like you're going to see a band cover this song like at a right. show. Warzone, from, Battery, yeah. whoever, yeah. like yeah. You just were seeing that covered uh, once a month in hardcore uh, in the Northeast in the late '90s. Just you were going to see yeah. somebody cover that song. Um, I think even some of the songs like Definite Choice. What if there's War in America? Whoa, I like like Red and Black you referenced earlier trust man 
all very good songs. There's a ton. Colorblind. So uh, funny note that that I made. Is it weird that there's no women singing on Not Just Boys Friend Fun? Because if you listen to the backing vo- vocals, it's fake. Like, it's guys making a Not Just Boys Not Fun. Just Boys yeah. Fun. It's it's a little rough. However, the intent is perfect. And uh, yo, uh, we'll stop and do a, a free uh, plug here for Trust Records because uh, yeah. infinite love and gratitude to those folks for doing the world a big service and getting the crew and walk together, rock together on streaming among some other classic records, like just doing a great job with those reissues. And the physical copies are incredible. I have right. both of those records, like beautiful, beautiful jobs that they did. So if you've streamed those and have appreciated it, go order something from them. I don't care what it is, a hat, fucking uh, cozy, a fucking wrist shirt, yeah, whatever the hell you want to order from them. Uh, one of the physical copies is a great idea. Some of those have been just unbelievable. Um, so major shout out to them for getting this back up on streaming. Um, awesome, awesome record. And like <clears throat> you noted it, it's funny because seven seconds were concurrent with the Descendants, but you know there's a melodic thing there. And it wasn't until I put together that Black Flag was the influence. Like Descendants have said that they're like, oh, Black Flag, they're they're who influenced us. We wanted to be like Black Flag, and then you start hearing all the melody in Black Flag, and then going, oh, if you take that three steps further, you have the Descendants. Seven seconds kind of, you know, maybe they had a little black flag. I'm sure they would sit, cop to it and say we had some black flag in our our DNA, but they just did something yeah. different, honestly. And, they and might have had as much like Champ 69 in them than, or whatever. Yes, thank you. Yes, yes, yes. They, But they really, they, they did something different. And I think how they evolved as a band is really fun. Listening to that career arc is really cool. Uh, New Wins deserving. I think... I think everything up to Soul Force Revolution is really worth your time. Uh, so give it a chance. Praise, great record. Um, all right. Uh, the oh, let me just kick in. Hold on. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're listening to this on Tuesday, the 18th, seven seconds are playing in the Northeast. That's true. This Whoa, coming weekend. Really? Yep. Yes. July 31st, they're playing the Black Cat in DC. Okay. Hell yeah. July 22nd, they're playing the Stone Pony. Oh, shit. Right. Souls. oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I then know that. July 23rd, it's them at the Meadows in Brooklyn. I will be there. Um, and it's like Jive Bomb is on one of them. Uh, taking it's so seven seconds, I think, in Washington. Let me just pull it up. Give me a second. Yeah, it's worth it. Oh, it's one step closer in seven seconds. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, that's a banger. Hell yeah. And then Brooklyn is like taking meds. Jive Bomb is on one of the shows, I believe. Take, taking meds for our listeners is uh, completely underrated right yeah. now. It, yeah. it, it's it's really good music. Right. So it's Sunday, Ju- July 23rd at the Meadows in Brooklyn. A fucking small place to see fucking seven seconds. It's going to be a fucking ripper, and I'm very, very excited. Or you can go see them outside on the beach at the Stone Pony. It's like the Menzingers, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, 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 summer shows they're and, one of their big summer shows. So, yeah. Hell yeah. Yo, uh, gonna go see Seven Seconds next weekend. All right. Boom. Yeah. Love it. Um, all right. Uh, a band who I think everyone should see or have seen already. But if you haven't, make it your beeswax to see Agnostic Front. But this record's from 1984. It is called Agnostic Front Victim and Pain. 83 or 84. I don't know. You guys tell me. Agnostic Front Victim and Pain. Um, yeah. Stone Cold Classic. Uh, the definition of New York hardcore to many people, I think it's the between... Template. Yeah, the temp... No question. It's between... 
So, Tom, this is this is where we get Old Testament, New Testament. To me, the three wise men are victim in pain, age of quarrel, and set it off. There's yeah. many people who are throwing in Marauder, Master Killer, too. And I think you would be you would throw them in there, but I don't know because I, I know you got great. a lot of love. Yeah, you got a lot of love for it, but yeah. So that that said, victim in pain is. I mean, yo, uh, we talked about Youth of Today before. I think I think the fellas in Youth of Today would tell you, like, we might have been a band, but we wouldn't have been in the band we were if it wasn't for Agnostic Front. And there's a lot yeah, of I mean, bands like, with that story. Dude, Victim and Pain, like the record release show, was like where every band started. Right. Like, sick of it all. I was like, yeah, we all went. And we we're like, we got to be a band. Like, all these bands, everyone went to see the, the Victim and Pain record release show in 1984 and left there being like, I got to do this. And it's like those famous stories. It's like, yeah, I'm like standing and talking to some guy. And he's like a really nice dude, like really welcoming. And then he gets up on stage and puts on his guitar and it's fucking stigma. Yeah. Every, like every, the famous every, pictures of stories of him being like, yeah. And then I was talking to this guy in 1983 and he was like, you know, and he's like, oh, I gotta, I'll be right back. And then all of a sudden he's fucking starting victim in pain on stage. Like, it's like, what the fuck? It's, it's not just that. It's uh, with, with him. I meet so many musicians that have played with Agnostic Front over the years that just like he just has such an impact on the people he plays with because he's he, for people who haven't met him. He's supernaturally personable. And, and yeah, he's and, a fucking wonder. He's a national treasure. And, and it like, it makes such, it's, it's really funny when you, when you tour and you talk to, you know, guys who are just a tiny bit older than me or sometimes a tiny bit younger than me who, you know, open for them in wherever fucking Dallas. You know what I mean? It just had like a soulful conversation. <laughs> right. It was like 65-year-old Vinny Stigma. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Incredible. Incredible. <laughs> so, uh, but all that said, let's take a look at this bracket for real, though. Uh, Think about the first. I feel like I've said this, I said this before today, which I definitely have. But like the first like 50 times you heard or saw victim in pain the song played mm. Mm. very few songs to in my own personal experience have been like hit me in such a way of like manic excitement right hold on and it's like fuck off like are you kidding me L- let's go let's go down a list tom yes how how many how many songs how many bands have taken their name from this record we got Blind Justice. <laughs> many, many blinds. Many Blind Justices. Uh, there's definitely a power. Definitely yeah. a last warning. There's definitely oh, yeah. a last warning. Uh, is there a society sucker? Your mistake, yes, there obviously. Is. There is society sucker from North Carolina. Uh, blind Justice. There's a last warning. Uh, maybe United Strong. Mm, society, your mistake for sure. And there's a with time. So... Uh, hiding inside, still out there. Do, do I, attitudes. Do I take yeah. the name fascist attitudes? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I think you just re-record the SWAT demo as fascist Done. attitudes. Just you know, detuning and go fascist attitudes. Maybe, maybe make some lyrical changes. You know what I mean? Um, sure. Um, <laughs> you got, all right. So, but here's the thing, uh, t- Patrick. You you've talked about this, but many episodes are someone's first episode. AF wasn't super relevant to you till about five or six years, seven, eight years ago, whatever. 
Um, no less, probably five. It, okay. it honestly, it, it honestly just, it was never ever in my reach for ever. A- and it's, it's only in the last couple of years that I go, Oh yeah, let me put that on. You know what I mean? So <clears throat> I don't know. I think, I think honestly, if you went from the bands that I was listening to, uh, for example, minor threat, for example, seven seconds, I think agnostic front has very alienating vocals by comparison. And, oh, and, for sure. And, it takes and, you a minute. It does. And, and which is crazy for me because I was, <laughs> I was also at that time, you know, like I, I owned, I, I mean, I don't own too many records anymore, so this is not dissing them. I had multiple brothers keeper records at some point, you know what I mean? So like, it's not, and Tom, your, your voice is of a higher register too. So it's not like I'm like opposed to voices that f- are like heterodox voice voices for hard no work. no but i mean you're looking at like i mean i think hr was the same that you're kind of like this is going to take me a minute but then you have someone like kevin Sackins obviously has the most welcoming voice in this list for sure rollins might be number two interesting right i mean i don't know are we voting Let's vote. Let's put this out. I mean, I love both these records. This is, yeah, this is a fucking terrible choice. Uh, I am going to vote here. Fuck. You know Will what? Will a pack break the tie if yeah. there is a tie? I'm going to go Agnostic Front. I'm going to go Agnostic Front by like the slimmest of yeah. margins yeah. because I was born in Brooklyn. And I feel like I have to. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm going seven seconds, but uh, I, I, I respect your decision, fellas. Okay, then. Gorilla Biscuits start today up against Minor Threat out of step. Uh, Take. These records share a lot of interesting DNA. Yeah. Let me explain. Uh, There is a lot of flair for the dramatic. The drumming on both these records is so much more interesting than your average LP. I mean, this is a list of exemplary hardcore records. The drumming on Rock for Light's great, but it is a different thing. Age of Quarrel is unreal, but the drumming on Start Today and Out of Step is playful and unique and has such fun interplay with what the the rhythm section is doing and what the guitar, like what they're doing sonically. Um, Tons of personality on both these records. A lot of melody, but kind of unique. Gorilla Biscuits set a different template by the time they did this. I don't know if anyone's actually ever done the out of step melody um, musically. I don't think you know. Maybe you could you could point it embrace, but everybody be like, nah, that's cheating. Because um, even stuff like Rise of Spring, they're not doing the same thing melody wise. No, I can't think. You know, by Fugazi. Ian's doing something really different. Uh, there's no other DC bands in the mid '80s who are trying to do what Out of Step did musically, um, and especially vocally, what Ian's doing. Um, and there's just a lot of shared weird DNA. Uh, I want to say this: uh, both of these records are confident in a way that I think is shown through in the conversation we had before about kind of that, like being self-aware. Yo, Ian is on this record going ho, ho, ho and being silly but playful about a serious-ass topic that he's not fucking joking about. You know what I mean? Uh, like that, That's the thing. That's why I don't think it's too it's not, Waka Waka. I because, agree. That's, that's the part. Because, I'm poking, but it's not it's not Waka Waka because he is playing a role that he's like, yeah, fuck the fuck off. Like If you talked to him about it and said, hey, that's a silly song, he would probably get mad and go, no, 
I was, I am serious about that topic. Like that's, I was being facetious, you know what I mean? But that's not, I'm not playing with the content of that. Yeah. I'll be honest. I don't know if he's much of a plain guy. (laughs) He's like very, he's a self-serious fucking guy. And the, the, uh, there's a withering component to basically everything he says. I, I think, and this is part of what we talk about with Fugazi phenomenon of it being a little arm's length. He's, he just has a way about him that is uh, potentially arm's length and off-putting. Well, here's the thing I want to say real quick because I think I don't disagree, but I, I will say there's a really good chance that this is a guy who can take action figures and smash them together and play. You know what I mean? Like, but the things he's serious about, he's serious about. And it is a serious thing to him. And he's like, no, that's not a playing issue. I will say that I also, you know, in in conversation, I think you can read about this. This is somebody who was in theater as a high school student prior to Minor Threat and his music career, which would probably explain why he's such a powerful front person Mm -hmm. um, and emotive and all these things that you'd want, like exactly what you want. And I don't think he'd shy away from being like, yeah, the drama is a part of performing. And there is I mean, that. But his I mean, content the, lyrically, that's not a joke. Th- that last Embrace show, he's he's basically doing classic pantomime. You know what I mean? He, he's, he's really acting it out. No, well, and I mean, I think if you see any Minor Threat videos, the guy, he, he, will, he will ham for the camera. You know oh, yeah. what I mean? Like, it's fantastic. He talks about... Um, you know, holding a, a can of soda was because he saw some Circle Jerks video where Keith Morris is holding a beer. And so he's like, oh, I'll, I'll do this so I feel like I know what I'm doing with my other hand when I'm up here singing it first. You know, all that kind of silly shit. So anyways, um, Tom, you, you said something that I think is worth getting into about the record out of step. All right, I'm going to say it and then I'm going to dive behind my couch before I catch any shots. Yeah, this is a, this is going to be the time where Patrick wants to punch you, maybe the first in in podcast history. I welcome it. <laughs> Here's something to throw out there, man. Do yourself a favor. Look at this track list. Yeah. I'm looking. I'm staring yeah. right at it. Okay. Pull up the first 2 7 inches. Pull up the, that track list. Yeah. Yeah. The only song, there's maybe two or three songs on here that might belong in the same fucking stratosphere. Yeah. As, uh, I don't want to hear it, as fucking filler. Filler is the top five hardcore songs ever made. Look at the, the, this is like, this is, you know, the second CD of the discography. And I think. It's still still wonderful and it's great. This has a different fucking record cover. Y'all ain't talking about it. I could not disagree more. I think it follows is a ten out of ten. Think sure. again, Betray. Th- great song. Th- think again. <clears throat> now, I if am I am a partner to a woman I love very much. I'm sure that my tomb my gravestone is going to have to make mention of that. If if she leaves me and I could just put whatever the fuck I want out of tombstone, it it's the, the tombstone's going to read think guilty again. of being white. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to read think again, mm. because I think this is the best hardcore song that's ever existed. 
Wow. I think, this, I think this is the this is truly the song that makes me want to physically move more than any song I can think of. It is an awesome song. And if it was if it was this song and 14 minutes of static, I would say that this is a better record than Start Today. But uh wow. look back but look back and laugh is also fucking brilliant. Sob story is only an eight out of ten. Whoops. Uh, no reason. Uh, you could say nine out of ten. Uh, little friend, nine. Little friend, listen. The worst song Minor Threat has wrote is still a seven point five out of ten. <laughs> out of step, a ten out of ten. Hold on, hold that on. already existed, Tom. Yeah, that's, that's right. Is this the well, wait, both, wait, both of you? Wait both of you? Both of you? Okay, go ahead. You want to talk about Catching In? What do you give? No, I'm going to say Rock for Light has, I think, a couple songs that have appeared elsewhere. No, 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 no. You're totally right. <laughs> a couple, most of the record. Um, yeah. Is the version of Out of Step on the seven inch better than the twelve inch? Yes, but I do like the spoken. Eye. I but it's like whatever. We're playing, playing golf. golf. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because I feel like at this point, he didn't give a fuck anymore. Yo, I shout mean, out to was, Ian Mackay for not caring about playing golf. Me neither. Yeah, I couldn't care. I like, I like, like disc golf. Days, I like, like disc golf. Like, I like mini golf. I think there should be maxi golf. Have I taught you guys about maxi golf? I don't think you, you have. play with giant balls? No, no. Same size ball. But yeah. miniature golf, oh, you're playing through a castle? No, nah, motherfucker. It's a real-ass castle you walk into. Everything. Well, it's miniature good. golf stuff. Maximum side. It's big. Yeah. It's just no, just like big. Like so, it's like oh, I'm putting through this lighthouse, and it's like oh, you you putt through, and it's big, and there's different things that go on. It, yeah, it, it, maybe maybe partially uh, the, the 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 plot line from Overboard uh, with uh, yeah, great movie, you know. But but um, you know, who knows? So okay, I'm doing the side by side between uh, the self titled and this. I. Uh, I'm going to say that self-titled has more important hardcore songs, more all-time hardcore songs. And that's I'm going to say that and I'm going to say that this record is better. Okay. I mean that's a fair but I th- I'm that's not the personal this choice. Not, this is not besmirching. This record is incredible and that's it's better correct. than 99% of hardcore, but I'm saying like if you split it up and not listen to it in terms of dis- the dis- the discography seat like record. Yes. Like those uh, first 14 songs are just unbelievable yes they're and here's the thing i gotta say they're all 10 out of 10 i might like salad days the song i think salad days as the last song is truly some alpha omega not the band. it's Agreed. unbelievable Agreed. that song Agreed. being your last song is so fraud thought the fucking everything oh my yeah. god oh but, my god but wait a second but wait a second mm-hmm. so th- there's a song that kind of presages Salad days, That's ominous, right. which which is it follows, right? That's right. And, and or look back and laugh, you could say too. But but it follows. I so the thing that I am really affected by at this moment. Uh, Tom and I have talked about cursive a great deal. I won't belabor it. Uh, something that makes that band really special that I've been really honing in on this past week is the angle to the lyrics. There is an angle to songs that you don't like. Love songs aren't love songs to cursive. love songs love songs are emotionally complex and often ugly to cursive and a lot of those and it follows is as complex a song as hardcore had to offer at this time i i I think it is fucking genius i think i think look back and laugh has way more complexity than it's given so so here's the thing here's what i want to say about out of step we're going to kind of start wrapping up here because um, we got to talk about start today. Some records start today. Um, 
look back and laugh if you read the lyrics. Minor Threat basically all but broke up before they recorded this record. Yep. Dudes' heads were in different directions. Friendship ceased to be. Ceased to be. (laughs) Sure. Um, Go read these lyrics and read a reflection of somebody who's a part of a thing and feels weird about being a part of a thing and also rectifying change and difference. It's fucking very good. Two, Out of Step is a complete reinvention of Minor Threat Sound. If you listen to the two seven inches and this, it's an evolution. You could certainly call it evolution. Um, Don't call it progression, you know? Um, But you could call it an evolution. But I think if you listen to these two things, Tom, you're not... I know people who like the seven inches and think out of step is just all right. I disagree because I think out of step is brilliant. Yeah. Not just all right. Yeah. Yeah. It's brilliant. I love it. I let me capital L love it. Um, do I think it's lesser than the seven inches in a certain way from a certain point of view? Because the seven inches are so fucking urgent, angry, filled with rage. And I think this is the difference of two years. Yeah, ur- ur- this urgent is the, is the difference. Urgent that's right, difference. and this is a, a like this is a nuanced state of being that I don't think. Look, I literally love all the records we're talking about for the most part. I love no, I love them. Yeah. You can't lyrically compare out of step and damage. You can't lyrically compare like Age of Quarrels got a lot going on, uh, but it's sort of high fantasy compare and Rock for Light sort of high fantasy. They're dealing with some real shit, but like it's different. Out of Step is this deeply introspective and kind of uh, both introverted and extroverted, but deeply personal lyrical record that I, I it's I don't know how many records in punk and hardcore in music at large touch it, and I, I think that deserves note because I also agree, Tom. Uh, the first seven inches is my favorite Minor Threat record. It's I can't say I like I can't say I like any other hardcore records more than it as much as probably but not more and like like I said to me my favorite two minor threat songs are filler and salad days everything in between is the beginning and the end yeah and it's but it's still unbelievable how how what they do on this record we could spend an hour talking about this record probably and maybe we should because I don't think it gets the love it deserves here's uh, just a quick uh, send off for that record uh Watched uh, the band Ankle Biter do yeah, hell yeah. Uh, 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 Age of Orange. No, you know when they go oh. in. You know when they go in and they sh- uh, they like bands are given money to shop at a record store. And yeah, yeah, so, Amoeba. So, so I watched a YouTube of uh, of uh, them uh, record shopping, and uh, I j- I this is a shout out, not a fucking not to denigrate them because it gave me such a different perspective. Now those kids are younger than me. And uh, uh yeah, <laughs> I was by like it. half, bro. Why are you acting like <laughs> <laughs> I think might have graduated like a couple years after me? Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Tom, uh, backsta- backstage with the Magnitude fellas, I said, "Oh yeah, I went to I I saw that band and blah blah blah." And uh, and Russ turns and he goes, "Looking for your AARP card?" He goes, "I wasn't born yet." <laughs> yep. Oh God. <laughs> Anyway, I put out an LP before those dudes were, de- were even born. Oh shoot! Yes, man. you did. Yes. Uh, God damn it. Oh, so, man. so anyway, uh, but the but the one fella in Ankle Biter said uh, about Minor Threat. I forget which song, but but uh, said that they were uh, trying to learn a song, a band that he was in, and the recording was so bad that he couldn't 
uh, make out the riff. Like he couldn't make out the riff. And in my, I was watching this and my, I was going, I was having a moment because I, my insides were screaming. <laughs> and, and then it was like, that's such a wonderfully recorded record for 1981 or whatever. Yes. I, I think it's perfect. And, and, but what was interesting is that I was screaming on the inside and also was thinking, I appreciate the, I appreciate the, the, the insight. You know what I mean? Because like, I, I, I can never see the world through somebody's eyes. Who's, who's that much younger than me. You know what I mean? Like uh, you, you could say that within five years I would have, we, people can have some like very direct understanding of each other in that way. But like I, you know, he, he and I are peers. We're both adults, but, but I can't know the way that music is hitting his ears. Right. Right. A- a- and I just thought it was fascinating because I think they're perfect recordings, like utterly, you could say they're dry. You could say you could, there's a lot of things you could say about them, but perfect. Perfect. I, and I just thought that that was such an int- such an interesting take because he wasn't like this is bad. He's like I love this record. It, it's just for him, that's a difficult recording. Yeah. Okay. 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 Grill biscuit starts today. Uh, this might be one of the first records I would give someone to hear hardcore if they were unfamiliar yes. with hardcore and needed a record from the eighties. I might go here. Uh, not not to say it's easy listening, but I think it's so palatable. It, it's so palatable. It's got urgency. It you can feel. You know, big credit to Siv because I think he's got a funny, emotive voice, and his delivery is unique. But also, you know, uh, Pat, you said it. Rogers' vocals are uh, an acquired taste. Siv's vocals are not some like Justin Bieber shit, but you can get it. You can pick up the lyrics. It's good. The melody is uh, starts its own thing. Um, obviously, we're all pretty big Walter fans on this podcast, but uh, I don't think Sammy gets the credit he does. No, it's not Sammy. It's Luke. Luke doesn't get the credit Luke he deserves. Luke. Oh my God! It's even here. Luke uh, on the drums. I, I so playful. It's fun. Um, they do. They basically do everything right. And uh, yeah. The LP, I think, steals the show from the Revelation catalog. Full stop. That's crazy. Yeah, that's this is the shining star on the star. I think if you if you listen to the Walter Sings the Hits record, yep, you realize how seven seconds this record really is. Oh yeah, right. Like with a full melodic singer, because like Walt, because Siv's not a melodic guy, mm-hmm. but like Walter doing his best, Kevin Seconds. You're like fuck. This is really sounds exactly. Like, this could be like a a, a a lost seven seconds record. Yeah, this could be praise era. Yeah, it's so it's like uncanny when you just change out the vocals. But I think this is incredible. I mean, this is a perfect record. There's no no there's no skips. Uh, no skips. I think you, you can get anyone into it. Um, it's got a little bit of everything. It's got mosh. It's got sing alongs. It's got melody. It's got good lyrics. Yeah, makes you want to become a vegetarian. multiple moments of uh like just like emotional like resonance and connection i I mean some of that could be called nostalgia but i feel that on a lot of these but this record just really hits these spots where i think it's it hits exactly what you want from music it makes you feel things and i don't think you can say that about every hardcore record and uh the best ones do and this one does and I, i think i said it about 
either records where they, you know, the confidence level is high. The Gorillas Biscuits seven inch GB seven inch is great. It's a great hardcore record. It's really fun. It's really good. They almost have like they almost have no no such reason to come into the room and hit like yo you didn't have to hit them that hard like this is a boxer coming out and it'd be like oh that guy's pretty good and then it's like ding ding boom knockout punch and you're like whoa like uh it's 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 incredible um a record that always left me wondering and still to this day what would have the what would have the second gblp sounded like and you know we've talked about it here set your goals there's a lot of gb on that and it, it can scratch your itch if you're wondering but they would have gone somewhere weirder in between and it wouldn't have been set your goals to me. It would have been something slowed down. It would have been to, my hypothesis is it would have ended up somewhere between the start today and like the turning point LP some more and maybe throwing some post hardcore and it would have been fascinating. So, uh, yeah. all right, Pat, anything on start today? Uh, just a really good record. I, I don't need it to be this long even. Well, no, it's not long. I don't need this many songs, but it is, uh, uh, there's some classics. I've always say, I always say cats and dogs is next level. Things we say is incredibly, uh, what, what's, what's the word when something is too heartfelt? It's, yep. it's, uh, earnest. Uh, yeah. It's a, it's a bit painfully earnest, but it, but it is, uh, it's a great song. Um, start today, obviously, New direction, new direction. I mean, new direction is just like exists in its own. It's the ultimate stage space. dive song. Ultimate yes. stage dive song. You're you're jumping off something. My feet feel like I should be leaving the ground when I hear it start. Like the racing yeah. drums, like do do. Yeah, and then everything. Yeah, it, it, it is. Feels like it should be running. Yeah. Song. It's true. Uh, so it's it's a superior hardcore record. Uh, you know, it's it's not uh, out of step, but it's it's a superior. Hardcore record. <laughs> uh, it doesn't get doesn't get credit for how raw it gets. I thought what you said about. Two sides, uh, right? Did you say two sides? No, two, you said sides. two sides. I think is a fun one. A competition, like there, there's just some real honesty good on intention. it. Yeah, good intent. Like it's like, good oh my god. Good. Um, I right. always like the good intentions because it was like, for God's sake, you give me a fucking break. You don't even know my name. Ugh. And I was like, yeah, because his name is like you don't know his name is Anthony. You, name, you, you think you only Civ. know him by Siv. That's right. Well, and, and, a little jab. And Walter wrote it for Siv in Siv's voice. Yeah. Good job, That's Walter. Part. Um, Lyrical miracle. Part. Start today or out of step, guys. Fuck you guys out of step. Bob, Bob, the fucking tiebreaker. Out of step. Good night. Oh, 